the start, the struggles, the pain and joy. This is how you started lah podcast. Hello people, today my guest is a very close person. Uh, she is a doctor, a mother of three, a fashion stylist, social media influencer where her number of Instagram followers is about 121 million less than Jennifer Lopez. Let's welcome my sister Dr. Revathi. Thank you Gajan for having me. I'm very honored to be here. No worries at all. No worries. Uh, how's uh, quarantine been for you? It has been busier in fact, busier than usual. Busy in what way? Busy in the sense that I just delivered uh, in January, my third child. And uh, I've basically had an extended confinement, okay? Because uh, I used to work in the mornings with my husband. Mm. And uh, since then, I mean, uh, before my confinement ended, it was already MCO. Okay, so I'm basically mm. at home most of the time. And trust me, it is less busy being at work. Okay, mm, uh, I think course. people mm. underestimate homemakers you know it's it's now that i realize how challenging it is to stay at home and be with the kids 24/7 okay mm. so uh right now i only go to work only when uh it's necessary mm. when i have uh, certain patients who specifically want to see me then yes i go there mm. uh but if not my husband is there uh full time until mco is over Mm, I see. So, yes, you have just delivered. Now you're a, a mother of three. Yep. And uh, I, I believe now your clinic also has this COVID-19 test, right? Yes, yes. So, how's that uh, How's that been for the clinic? I think that's been uh, very good uh, because uh, most companies want to screen their, their uh, staffs. And also, mm. um, although doctors uh, don't have to close down, their business during uh, COVID-19. But mm. uh, generally, doctors also face uh, uh, slower business, okay? Simply because mm. most people are staying at home, okay? They are mm. not falling sick as frequent, okay? Mm. And also, they're not in anyone who is sick. Plus, Sorry, say that again? They are not in contact with anyone who is sick. So mm. generally, yeah. you see more people are healthier now. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So definitely medical, uh, I mean private, I'm talking about private sector, uh, yeah. clinics are also uh, a bit slow. So this COVID mm. has actually, uh, it's COVID screening has actually uh, helped doctors uh, in many ways. That's a good point. Huh? I never thought of it that way. Yeah, because I think exactly. most people will think that uh, healthcare is uh, doing well in general. Ah, but they forget exactly. certain, yes. parts of health, certain parts of healthcare is actually affected as well. Yes, and even if they are sick, even if they are sick, like maybe just a simple flu or cough, they will think a hundred times before coming out. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot go out because it's higher risk going out than me just using some home remedies, you know? Mm. And also not many will come for MCs <laughs> because they don't have to work. Mm. Yeah. So what do you think, since you're a, you're a medical doctor, how do you think mm -hmm. uh, Malaysia has fat in this... Uh in this COVID-19 situation, like globally? In in what sense do you mean? The way Business? how we handled this, uh, the cases? Uh... Uh, I think it's uh, been going really good. And especially uh, more mm. people are uh, compliant to staying at home. Okay, I think that's a mm. very, very important thing uh, to, to contribute. Okay, even if you cannot contribute to those who are affected, okay, at least do what you need to do to contain the infection that is to stay at home yeah 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 i mean like have you seen what's going on in uh, america with all the protesters carrying you guns mean, they are against covid-19 against covid-19 yeah they're like you mean, uh, you mean the ones they don't want to stay i mean they are, I know, yeah. they don't want to stay at they home they want to wear masks yeah. They don't want to wear masks, right? And they keep going. I've seen, I've seen that. And I've seen that a lot on <laughs> Instagram also. I know those are a bit more uh, extremist. Okay. And there's something yeah. to do with uh, them uh, suspecting, you know, the politicians and all that. I'm not sure how mm. far that is true and all, but uh, I think that's silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another thing is, uh, 
<clears throat> I've been reading a lot on how countries uh, about countries' healthcare, and uh, there are like a certain numbers that pop out, like uh, what do you call that? Number of patients per hospital bed, and things like that. And then mm-hmm. turns out Malaysia is uh, actually pretty well equipped as compared to like uh, America and all that. Now I think mm-hmm. Malaysia has been doing very well, but mm-hmm. what do you think is like the best exit strategy? Like should be should there be like massive testing, or is there anything that you think that we can mm. do to exit beautifully? I don't. Uh, I don't think there's anything different that I would suggest. I think mm. uh, not every single person requires the screening, because we have to be very practical and realistic. Also, these tests are not cheap. Mm. Okay, so we have to look into the. monetary the financial status also like so much has been uh, used up okay and uh, not also that yeah. uh, the equipments that are used to do the screening uh, there's a lot of wastage as well you know so as much as uh, people say that staying at home saves the environment but with every patient that you check you're adding more wastage you know i'm going mm. more into environment there environmental uh, this one so i i think you just got to be um have a valid reason like why are you checking like for companies i understand you know they have to screen their uh uh staffs but for individual yeah. wise i think if you have no contact with them no sick no traveling you know you have no symptoms i don't think there's any reason for you to check and i think uh, malaysia has been doing well there's nothing extra mm. that i feel i would suggest uh to improve the situation things take time Mm. Mm. So like uh in what do you call it now it's coming to June now. Mm-hmm. Do you think like Malaysia is ready to get back to work or mm. do we still need to extend the conditional movement control order? What is your thoughts on that? I think possibly possibly uh, I wouldn't know but uh, now they say it's until June 9th. Uh mm. I believe I think uh, to extend a little more. Mm. Mm. Because we'll I read some articles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They said that the <clears throat> humans need to, the world needs to understand that the virus is going to stay with us, mm-hmm. and uh, we we there's there's going to be a new norm after mm-hmm. this. So it's a it's a bit of both. I'm because we can stay at home for so long, yes, but yeah, for how long? So that's another thing as well. So it's always a balance. It's a there's no right answer to this. Yeah. Uh, again, even like the, even like the experts online, they are like giving all their they are giving all their what do you call it their thoughts, their mm-hmm. inputs based on certain facts. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because like you see, like Wuhan, I think they 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 got like zero cases for quite some time, and then they got mm-hmm. uh, the numbers up again. Mm-hmm. So from the looks of it, I think the virus is uh, here to stay. But obviously, it'll go down. But it's just mm-hmm. that how we how we embrace it, lah. Yeah, we... exactly. And uh, I this kind of virus, like you said, mm. it will just be there. And I think more yep. people need to focus on themselves and their immunity, because mm. this is just one virus. But you don't know what other virus are there flying in the air. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I think it all depends on the um, improving your. your immune system because uh, mm. yeah like you said the virus is not going anywhere mm. so it's whether you're sick or not mm. yeah and also um they are looking into a vaccine so hope that helps mm. so rasam is not the vaccine lah <laughs> the... prevention possibly <laughs> not vaccine <laughs> what do you call it that, that's what senior citizens are forwarding lah say so drink rasam <laughs> It will boost your. It give you one plus yeah, yeah. extra life. <laughs> yeah, ginger, turmeric. Okay. Uh, another thing interesting about you is in the last, I would say, like five or six years, you decided to go into social media mm-hmm. and uh, you started this thing called Style Sifu, where you're mm-hmm. a fashion stylist. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, that you wanted to uh, tell society that hey, look, you can actually dress up well. Mm-hmm. Without splashing the, without like splashing mm-hmm. a whole lot of money, mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes, correct. Yeah, and uh, how has that been for you since twenty mm-hmm. fourteen? Uh, like, uh, how has the people responded? 
Uh, I think it's been uh, really good. Uh, I actually started Instagram uh, in 2013 when I was uh, pregnant with my first child. And uh, mm. at that time, I wasn't so active yet. But I discovered my passion for fashion then. Okay, like I enjoyed uh, wearing uh, clothes that uh, uh, made me look good when I'm pregnant. Because I know a lot of uh, women, they mm. feel very down when they're pregnant. Because they feel like, oh, they're put on weight, they've got acne, this and that. They don't feel their best when they're pregnant. So that is when it oh. motivated me to, to, think about, to just uh, post about my baby bump and uh, dress up well when I'm pregnant. And it was then that uh, so many um, people came to me and said that uh, they're inspired by that. And I, I didn't see. know that uh, just a picture of my OOTD okay, could inspire yeah. someone. Without any caption. Mm. So that was when I realized, wow, I want to do more of this, not for acceptance or approval from others, but because I enjoy it. Okay. I enjoy creating fashion content and I enjoy inspiring people. It comes hand in hand. So then uh, after mm. I delivered, uh, I started uh, doing a lot of fashion posts. And wait, 2014, I was still in the eye hospital, Tunus uh, mm. National Eye Hospital. But there, yeah. we need to wear lab coat. Okay, so mm. uh, lab coat and uh, you can't do much with the fashion, I feel there, you know, as an MO. And uh, I still used to take pictures. Uh, like I asked my nurse mm. to take, you know, like my OED and all that. But then somewhere yep. down the line, I realized that, uh, I know it may sound a bit superficial, but I just realized that ophthalmology specialization wasn't my uh, end goal. It, it didn't mm. feel... Like, that was where I saw myself in the future. I felt okay, like... you couldn't see yourself. Huh? I couldn't see myself there. Somewhere... Uh, <laughs> There's a pun there. <laughs> <laughs> in the eye hospital. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, you're a bit slow. It's okay. Because okay, I know okay, you got both of the genes from uh, from Amma. So it's okay. <laughs> okay. And... Uh, uh, what is that? Yeah, it was then that I realized... Uh, if I choose specialization... Okay, I know I have to be 24-7, like, dedicated towards it and not mm. being able to do fashion, creating content, social media, because these are two different things, right? If I'm yeah. not able to do this fashion, I will never be happy. Mm. You know, I couldn't be... That time I had a blog. I still have a blog, but I was more active then. And I know that um, doing all this uh, fashion create, uh, creation, the content... Uh, would yeah. make me fulfilled. So I realized that mm. uh, I changed my career in accordance to that. I went into GP setting. So I okay. know that in GP setting, I will have more time and freedom to do what I love. Mm. Okay? And that doesn't mm. mean that I have uh, neglected my career because mm. at that point, when I went into GP setting, also I had many challenges. People telling me, oh, why you, you stop specializing? Uh, you should have continued, you know, thinking that that is the only uh, pathway mm. for a doctor. I'm very sure this came from a lot of Indian relatives. So why <laughs> yes, definitely. Your... Why you oh, stop specializing? GP will never survive. You know, GP, why you're doing a GP? And Inside. then I realized, you know what? No matter what you choose to do, you just have to be great at it. You can yep. be, yeah, you can be uh, selling kueh by the side of the road. But if you you have really good PR skills or you sell the best way, people are going to remember you. Yeah. Right? People I are going to remember you. I echo yeah. you. Because a lot of people, they, they ask this this uh, wrong question and this yeah. typical question that people okay. ask is, uh, hey, if you do this, can make money or not? Exactly. Which is the wrong thing. It Cannot. is not about what you do. It's about how good, how, good you, how good you do it. Yeah. Yeah, and how passionate you are about this. So, at mm. that point of time, uh, I didn't give in to any of this. Uh, and a lot of friends, a lot of friends were telling me, especially those who were programmed to think that there's only uh, being in the government and specializing mm. or going yep. to private sector and opening up a clinic. That's all. That is the only pathway. Mm. Okay. And uh, I realized I wanted to be something different. Like I didn't want to just follow mm. Uh, although a lot of people think GP is mainstream but I had a bigger plan in my head I know that yeah. if I go into GP I will have more uh, time to do all the social media posts okay 
and yep. that will attract more opportunities. I know one thing that mm. if you are passionate, and if you spend time doing something without having any expectations of like money or opportunities, opportunities and money will flow to you. It will come to you naturally. Hmm, that's good. So that, yeah, that's yes, when it's, it's always it's add started. value. Yeah, first. yeah, add value and see how can I be of service to others? How can I, uh, give out knowledge to others? And you know, you it will echo back to you. It will come back to you. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it all started. I said that's an uh, interesting point that you brought up, and I mm-hmm. believe that in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, I I know you're not specializing, but you also went for some certification, yes. right? Aesthetic. Yeah. So, uh, I was in the GP setting. Okay, that was okay. when I re- you see you cannot be at two places at one single time, isn't it? Many people make this mm. mistake. Oh, I don't know which pathway I'll be happier in. Okay, you cannot be in mm. uh, in the. Uh, special. Let's say I specialize. Okay, I cannot specialize and go to the end goal, the end result, and see if I'll be happier there. And then at the same time, be a GP and see if I'll be happier there and compare. I cannot do that, right? So mm, the only unless way unless you reincarnate, lah. <laughs> exactly. Mm. So the only way is to choose one path that resonates with you the most. For me, it was GP, and I went mm. into it, and I fully. Embraced it a hundred percent, and then only I realized, wow, this is where I'm meant to be. That is the only way, right? Mm, That is the only yeah. way. If you're not happy, then it's okay. Plan B. Maybe that's mm. not the right choice. But when I went into GP, I realized, wow, so many people told me, hey, you only see cough and cold. You only see diarrhea and stomach pain. That's not true. You see, someone can come for a headache, but if you treat them holistically, like like you really you are there a hundred percent. I'm not just treating them for the headache and giving them medications. It's actually very interesting. It's very mm. interesting. So I it was then that I realized uh I love to uh consult patients. I mean like I love to advise, advise, give give counseling. It's not only about the treatment. Okay, and slowly down right. the line mm. I realized that I also love to talk about beauty and skincare. And uh, mm. advise uh, patients on that. Okay, uh, mm. so that is when I sat for my uh, dermatology uh, exams and also my aesthetic. Mm. Uh, I got my aesthetic cert. So I'm basically I'm not a skin specialist because that you will need to go for a degree, but I am a GP mm. with special interest in dermatology. There's such a thing. Ah. Yeah. So that means a lot of GPs they are they do special certs. Okay, and they are still working in their own clinic, so you can do that. That's another pathway. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it's a good thing that you pick aesthetics because I like just found out last year, mm-hmm. like this at aesthetics things like a like a huge uh, industry by itself. Uh. Like yeah. I go to certain clinics, uh, you can literally do anything to your face. Like, oh, I want my chin <laughs> to look this way. Uh, I, I uh, want my 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 lower neck mm-hmm. to look this way. It's like a literally like Photoshop, <laughs> and the demand is crazy. I look at all the comments. Yeah, uh, yeah, how can yeah, I yeah. How, how can I reduce my cheekbones? Like, wow, mm-hmm, really? It's mm-hmm. like yes, yes, yes. I I, I, I never knew. I never knew. I mean, I know this thing. I know that uh, we have the technology to do this, but I just didn't know the demand was that high. Yeah, like it, people it is. are investing a lot to look better. Yes, yes. And unlike the good old days where, like, uh, Amma will say, like, uh, yeah, Gajin, you know why you look like that? Because in your previous life, you robbed a bank. Like, it's okay. <laughs> now you can go to aesthetics, right? And you can change <laughs> your, you you can change your fate. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. And and having said that, uh, okay, that is also a challenge because many people told me, okay, hey, you join aesthetics, it is so saturated. But you know what? Every single uh, field on this planet is saturated. Even hairdressers are saturated. Okay, even yeah. restaurants are saturated. Doctors are also saturated. So why is aesthetics uh, any different? And my only yeah, uh, correct, yeah. uh, advice is this. If you are really good, you don't have to worry about saturation or competition. Okay, and I'm yeah. not trying to boast here, but everyone is different in their own way. Everyone has their X factor, you know. It does mm, not mean that yeah. you are the best in the world, but mm. you what you have others others don't have. And Correct. Who like what you have, they will gravitate towards you. That's all. 
I don't yeah. have the most expensive laser machines and all that. But yeah. you know, my my job scope is very simple actually. I treat a lot of acne, a lot of like uneven skin tones. Those are very minor things, you know. I don't treat like Botox and fillers and all that. Those are money making. But mm. in what I do, I am fulfilled. That means they come to me even just for like dull skin and they look good. I get satisfaction from that. Like wow, I treated mm. someone, uh, with such a simple thing which they they couldn't treat all along. You know, so mm. I think just focus on what you're good at and be excellent at it. Don't have to. You don't have to look around and think like, oh, how can I top that person? Or how can I top this brand or this company? Because if that yeah. is the case, you will constantly be seeking uh, more and more. It will never be enough. Correct. Yeah, you've been limbo. Yeah. Because if you think about it, there's no one who is like better than anyone else. Yeah. Like if you... I once like uh, started uh, doing this... Uh, as someone who likes the permutations and all this analytical mm. stuff. So if you compare yourself, okay, say uh, say Bill Gates. Okay, Bill Gates mm. is richer than you. But then Bill Gates mm. is going to look at The Rock and say, exactly. oh my God, The Rock has got a much nicer body. And then The exactly. Rock is going to look at Kevin yeah. Hart. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, he's making uh, a lot of people laugh. It so on, it's yep. never ending. Why yep. compare? Why compare? Exactly. And I think people who actually uh, like tell you that, hey, you're going to aesthetics, uh, isn't it saturated? Mm-hmm. I think... People who ask this, not to be offensive to them, but I'm going to be plain Jane uh, mm-hmm, honest mm-hmm. That, that it just shows that they are doing things for money. For money, exactly. Yeah. So why, for money, yeah. why are you talking about saturation? Why are you talking about can make money and all that? You, it's fulfillment. Be... Yeah. So yeah. People need exactly. to realign their, their priorities. Yes. Huh? If the objective, the primary objective in choosing a career is money, you're in trouble. Mm, it's yeah. important. You become yes. a become money slave. Yeah, of course money is important, but the primary goal should be fulfillment and passion. You have to think about mm. it. It has to come hand in hand. And of course it it revolves around that. Even if I you see like now I have uh, my own clinic with my husband and uh, if money wasn't important to me, I wouldn't be doing anything that will help the business, isn't it? Even that is wrong. Mm. So I think both extremes are wrong. Like uh, for example, Correct. When I left the government setting, I I felt lost, you know. When I when I joined the private uh, sector, I used to do a lot of locums and I didn't know how to help a business. That means I could only see a patient and give the barest mm. minimum that a government uh, sector would do, you know, the barest minimum uh, medications. But I didn't know how to help the business because that is also important. And I'm not saying helping the business at the expense of the patient. Eh? No, mm. I meant mm. hand in hand. Mm. only when I started my own business I realized wow I actually can benefit both I can benefit the patient I can also benefit my rice bowl you cannot mm. because if if I'm not going to help my own business and myself I better do charity one yeah isn't it yeah I so believe in have, balance like, yeah. there has to be a balance you cannot compromise mm. like if patients oh why your consultation so expensive and then you reduce yourself okay just to be accepted then you are not doing good to yourself. You have to look yeah. at your value, what you are giving out. You have to yeah. prioritize yourself as well. So that is one thing that I, I learned a lot as well, being in the private sector. Yeah, that's good that you mentioned balance. Uh, because mm. a lot of people, when they mention uh, on one end, then they will mm-hmm. defend by going on the other end. Exactly. And, yep. and that's how you fight fire with fire. Yes. But when you have balance, then you then you know what's best. Like mm-hmm. last time when I got punished from Amma, she slapped me. It wasn't like a crime. It wasn't like criminal offense. Mm. But it's a way to teach me. Of course, today mm-hmm. she'll be in jail based on today's uh, child labor law. But those days, she she knew the balance. Like, Mm-mm-mm. okay, this is a like hundred Newton. I'm going to slap Mm-mm. you. And that's, that's why I'm uh, nowhere today. Thanks to all the slaps. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So you also started doing motivational content, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. realized on Instagram uh, a lot of uh, a lot of followers are mm-hmm. uh, are also sharing your your what do you call it motivational content. Okay. And I realized your followers may not be like crazy a lot. Yes. We have now about thirty seven, yes. mm-hmm. but I think these thirty seven are people who are like uh, like diehard. Really die want hard to is be a strong there. Word. Yeah. 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 They really follow you rather than just a high buy kind of follower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what made you start this motivational content, and how Did has it, it been for you? 
this is a great question because I was just thinking about this the other day. In the Considering where I started, okay, and uh, mm. how many years I've been on Instagram, I should be having more followers. You, you get what I mean? I should be having more followers than what I'm currently having if I went full force. If I didn't, mm. uh, and I'll, I'll get to that later. But basically, mm. uh, like I mentioned just now, I started off with fashion. I started off with fashion okay. and some that was mainly uh, social media related and uh, my passion. But somewhere down the line, you know, after being married and uh, having kids and all that, basically the challenges yeah. that I faced in life uh, and the lessons that I've learned uh, made me want to share about it. Okay. Mm. And, and the things that I share are not copy paste, you know, they are not from a website or from a book. Or from someone's yep. uh, uh, other content, and I'm just copy mm. uh, pasting what they are saying. No, it is mm. basically, basically from, not from by, me. not Jay Shetty lah. <laughs> You're not doing a Jay Shetty. La. Oh, okay, that's a burn on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just read a few people say Jay Shetty copies from I don't know zigzag. La, what really? Okay. I don't, but, I don't but know. Basically, I don't know. But yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, I'm uh, speaking from within. And these are the things. It is a combination of a lot of things. Uh, my challenges made me pick up reading, definitely. Okay. okay? Uh, mm. Reading. And reading alone, I know, wouldn't have made me speak about all these uh, uh, motivational things. Okay. But it was uh, an amalgamation of everything. That means my experience, my lessons, the people I've met, whether good or bad, both gave me lessons and also reading. So all of these things made me... Uh, want to speak about it but the initial part of it i think the first four years i was only writing about it okay mm. and it was because i was afraid of doing videos i thought i would never be good at uh, speaking and uh, i started blogging you know but something kept pushing me something kept pushing me uh, saying hey why don't you just try to do an igtv video just try it and one day i just i just did it When I did mm. it, I realized, wow, it's not that I'm not good at it. It's just that I did not give it a try. I didn't try it. Mm. So when you don't try something, you cannot say I'm bad at it. Correct. You know, I think most all... guys do that, you know, when they yeah. see a really hot chick. They don't try it. They don't go and say like, hey, can I walk you back to your car? Like, yeah. It's a stupid line, lah, but yeah. <laughs> so after I tried, I think it was just one year ago. It was really just one year ago that I started oh, my IG- okay. yeah, IGTV mm. videos. Prior to that, I was just making excuses, saying that, oh, I'm better at writing. And now I realize I'm good at both. You can be good at both. You don't have to choose mm. one, you know. And uh, mm. I realized also one thing, that when people watch me, they actually relate better because I think facial expression, you know, when you see someone, someone's eye contact, you tend to relate better. The message gets yeah, conveyed yeah. better. Because Video is the new currency. It's more real. Yeah, it's more real and raw. And I get that a lot from people saying that, gosh, I really felt what you were saying and uh, you are so real and, and raw in what you say. And that's because I don't filter anything. I don't filter. Mm. I don't have a script. You know, actually, Amma told me once, hey, why when you do your videos, your eyes is looking... <laughs> Your eyes looking one side, and then you're looking here and looking there. Uh, maybe you can make it more professional. And you know what? Yeah. I tried. I tried because I'm no longer like last time, like trying to like rebel everything Amma says. I was that re- rebellious child. So this time I tried mm. to listen. Okay. So I say, okay, let mm. me just try out writing down a script. At least just point form. And you know what? Despite having a, I still forgot my points. <laughs> Sorry. Despite what? Having my script, yeah, in front of me, I still forgot my points because I was overthinking. Ah, I was yeah, overthinking. That's true. I'm not living in the moment. Rather, I'm thinking of what to say next. Yeah. Okay. So I that was when I realized, wow, this is really not for me. And when I compare with an IGTV video that I'm very spontaneous in, I end up not missing any single point because it's mm. coming from my heart. Mm. And um, yeah, and that means Amma's not your heart, lah. <laughs> you can go and tell her that. <laughs> no, she's just trying to help. I I understand where she's yeah. ah where she's coming from. Yeah, and uh, I 
I, uh, you know, I, I couldn't relate to a script actually, but maybe in time to come, I should. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm open to that. But uh, many of my followers have also asked me, where do I find the time to do this? Okay, where do I find time to do IGTV videos? And how do I find topics? And how do I, uh, uh, how am I good in what I I say? You know, the points and all that. And you know what? I'll tell you how this goes. I can be just working in my clinic or I can be at home and suddenly a topic will just pop out in my head. Nothing will will actually, uh, nothing would have uh, caused me to sit down and write, okay, what am I going to talk about today? It doesn't happen that way. It just pops out in my head and I'm like, okay, this is a good topic. I on my video and I just speak. That's how my IGTV works. Mm. That's how it just flows. So yeah. many people think that I actually sit and write down points. I don't. Hmm. So the moment, this is the point I want to highlight. The moment an idea comes to your head, do not ignore it. Because that is like your gut instinct trying to tell you, well, this is the right time to do it. And this is the yeah. right idea. Just go on it. If, it doesn't have to be perfect. But you hmm. just have to act on it and see where things go. That's all. Hmm. Yeah. That's true. La, because I remember like... Uh... Getting slapped from Amma, so she didn't plan it. <laughs> If it came, it came. She doesn't sit down. Okay, why huh? should I slap him? Just yeah, that's why I never saw it coming. So you had a really so traumatic childhood. Huh? It's a it's a good training, lah. It's, yeah, it's a, a good training. Yeah, it's a good discipline. Hmm. But anyway, I do. I actually echo what you have just said because it's the same thing as for my jokes. Well, for my jokes, I it's a bit of a balance. Uh, it's like what you exactly said. You know, if something funny pops up in my mind, I'll jot it down a notepad. Yeah. Then one point I'll expand it. Also, mm-hmm. another way is I'll mm-hmm. sit down and I will, I will push myself to pick up a topic and then write it. But mm-hmm. again, like joke is a different setting, lah. Like I mm-hmm. want to challenge myself. I pick a topic and then make, uh, make it funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you started a motivational content. Another thing I want to ask is because I know a lot of. Uh, I also read some of the comments that people post on your. Instagram and mm-hmm. a lot of them, I think they they ask about you know how how do you overcome uh, negativity or your lowest or your or the hardship. So mm-hmm. my question to you now is, uh, what was the lowest period of your life, and uh, how did you overcome it? I think as far as I can remember, uh, one of the lowest period of my life was just after I delivered uh, Ariel. That's uh, my first child. Okay, mm. and uh, I was really really unprepared. I mean. Throughout the pregnancy, I was happy and all, but I did not know what was coming. Okay, so the I moment see, yeah. I delivered, and uh, we did not help have a helper at that time, we did not mm. find a babysitter yet. Okay, so mm. I I know that I was pretty unprepared. Like you know, some people before the delivery itself, they would already find all these things. I wasn't that planned at that time. So uh, yeah. during my confinement. Seriously, very lost because uh, okay, yeah, I went back to Penang for my confinement, right? So that was awesome. Okay, like Amma took care of mm. me, like cook amazing food and all mm. that, and really uh, took care of Ariel when I couldn't. But the problem mm. came when I came back here to to KL. Okay, and that time uh, Atel was uh, working Monday to Sunday. That time we just opened mm. our clinic Mondays to Sundays, nine to nine. So I was mm, basically at yeah. home alone, alone yeah. with Ariel, and uh, she wasn't the uh, most well-behaved uh, baby. And I understand that because I was very stressful either. Okay, I was very stressed up, and I know that my energy was affecting her as well. Okay, so uh, the constant. This was during cries, pregnancy or like uh, after no, giving no, delivery? No, no, delivery after delivery. While okay, okay, uh, yeah. that means like two months onwards. Okay. And I couldn't handle it. I really couldn't handle it. And uh, I just then, uh, our clinic is nearby. So at any point of time, I couldn't handle it. Atel will run back. But anyway, how long can he be there, right? So yeah. what I did was I contacted like uh, my close friends who were in the same boat. Like I had two mm. close friends who were in the same boat, like uh, also having a baby. I also just had a baby, mm. but ahead of me. So I. Mm. Called them and uh, just to get some reassurance or advice, and that that is the one that really helped me to pull through. Mm. But I know, like uh, screaming into a pillow because I cannot take it. You know, screaming into mm. the pillow or like even like 
like uh, sometimes uh, i know I've you were screaming into a pillow yeah, because i couldn't take the the pressure okay wait the, just now you said uh, that you, uh, ariel was uh, like uh, crying and screaming because mm-hmm. you were stressful mm-hmm. like in in i i didn't understand that part that's why i thought oh, okay, you okay. you was i thought like because you were pregnant and then you were stressful so i thought maybe the oh no 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 it got transferred uh, over so i was thinking how how can a baby be because know energy, that you're being stressful no no energy is transferable that is one thing that i realized and i know a lot of mothers stand by this meaning that example mm. uh, when i was yeah. in confinement uh, in penang i will be yeah. i'll be very stressful as i'll be frustrated and i'll be holding ariel and she'll be crying and screaming at the top of her voice because babies can feel the mother's energy okay, okay. the moment ama comes ama comes and i hand over to ama she stops yeah. crying it is not just once it is multiple times sorry come again the moment i'm stressful no it yeah. is not just once that it has happened mm. the moment someone who is calm holds a baby mm. the baby will keep quiet Okay so that was when it didn't hit me at that time but I told myself the second time around that is with uh, Alexius I'm going to really learn all my lessons and I'm going to change the way I respond to things so mm. throughout I said eh, don't worry it's okay Be- of course because I already know what to expect okay and after delivery he's the most he's like the calmest baby ever he's so and I believe that he's come because i am come you know so mm. that's what i'm trying to say uh, a lot of the time even tantrums or all of these things is a result of the energy that we are giving out that means how we are feeling inside even okay adult, could it be mm, could it be like dna like you know remember the what's the english word? is it chromosome uh? the xy xy no la no no maybe no, just no. coincidentally no 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 so no it's no. definitely it's definitely it's, energy yes. i mean adults is the same adults is the same mm. if you are in a very happy mode automatically people will be drawn towards you they'll be happy around you they'll be pulled up but if you're very angry and agitated always you will see like things not falling into place around you that is how it is mm. no that i understand with uh, ah, adults yeah. this i was wondering with baby like even you said you can put a smiley face but mm-hmm. deep down inside if you're really like a pissed off or mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm. anger filled in you mm-hmm. that is amazing what the the baby can uh, Yes, of course. It's whether baby or adult, it doesn't matter. The age doesn't matter. Energy is energy. Mm. They don't have to be a grown up to understand this. Even though you're hiding it, you could be smiling but angry on the inside. Of course. Of course, definitely. Mm. This is interesting, ah. Uh, the adults we we actually look down on babies like you know a lot of parents of they course, do this stupid yeah. thing uh. by by speaking broken English. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> a lot of parents do that. Yeah, all it's uh, it's like cave language, uh, like uh, baby, yeah, yeah. you want to understand. see you kaka yeah. ready, you want to <laughs> bom bom all the all the don't know what they understand more than we actually we expect. Yeah, shouldn't we be just talking yeah. in no, like yeah, normal yeah, yeah. language? I've actually read this article that you should speak to children like you speak to adults. Yeah. Ah, uh, mm. because we are the ones who underestimate them. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, like I was saying just now, um, I think the lowest moment was uh, right after uh, delivering area because I was still getting mm. used to it. Actually, you know, and I know I was mm. still getting used to it. And uh, finally, we found a babysitter. I even took an extended uh, uh, confinement from Tun Husinon. I was on confinement for five months. Okay, mm. five months, and a lot of people think confinement is like a holiday because you're not working. Mm. not realizing yep. the work is actually the holiday <laughs> mm you know because it's very exhausting it is very very exhausting to be at home 24/7 and uh, once i started work that is when it all fell into place i see that is when yeah that is when i found a balance i see i see yeah okay another thing is uh, i notice a lot of your followers have also asked like how do you handle negativity specifically mm-hmm. negative comments comments huh? uh yeah so for example like you post a lot on uh, right instagram mm-hmm. i'm very sure there'll be like at least one or two i know they're not many because i look at the comments mm-hmm. and most of them are quite decent but how do you handle like a really negative comment actually recently they really i mean there isn't any negative ones okay but 
uh, it does not happen by chance. Eh? I do mm. believe that uh, how you respond, it's because of how I responded to negativity in my past. In mm. my past. Okay. So I will talk about what happened in my past. Okay. Uh, yeah. For example, uh, okay, I always perceive, you see, life is full of perspectives. Life isn't mm. what it really is. It's it depends on how we perceive things, isn't it? Correct. You may perceive something as wrong. someone may perceive that same thing as wrong, or yeah. someone might think, "Oh, this is bad luck." Someone might think, "Wow, this is a blessing." Okay. Yeah. So when I get a negative comment, uh, let's say someone says something, uh, like there was one girl who said, "Oh, can you speak more about uh, medical stuff and less about fashion?" Something like that. Last time, very long time ago. Yeah. Okay, and then. Uh, All you need to do is to see everything as feedback. Do not yeah. see it as criticism, or do not see it as yeah. a negative comment. The moment you label it as that, then it's negative. Then you are going to react to negativity. But this is what Amma yeah. Amma taught me. I said, "Thank you for your feedback, because feedback can be good or bad." Word. Yeah. Right. Feedback can be good or bad. Mm. It's how you see it. I just said, "Thank you for your feedback. Have a nice day. Finish, and I remain unaffected." Of course, the initial mm. part I was very affected, and I, you know, uh, there was once I almost wanted to say something like really nasty, and I tell mm. said stop for ten minutes, and then you come back to it. <laughs> so I think oh, the really, pause, yeah, yeah your, I think your husband came. <laughs> oh, he he taught me a lot. Honestly, as much as he looks like a <laughs> like a gangster on the outside, an ang- angry person, angry yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> But he has really like a lot of pearls of wisdom. Okay, I learn a lot from him. One of it is do not react spontaneously. That is one thing. Mm. So he yeah, said, yeah, come back he after. Yeah, yeah. Because he hardly he replies my messages like one month later. So, <laughs> so I agree with that. <laughs> so, uh, that was when I realized, wow, a pause is very very important to determine how your outcome is going to turn out to be. Yeah. Yeah, That's and then. Slowly, I started practicing on that. Just number one thing: don't react to everything spontaneously. Number two is pause. Pause. Number three is you can always take your time to read the message over and over until it doesn't affect you. Yeah. Ah, you just read it, lah. Read it like your like a like it's not meant for you. Mm. Like you're seeing it on someone else's page. Okay, and then slowly I practice these things and. Um, I wouldn't say that I have the most negative comments. No, it is very, it is uh, actually quite scattered, like here and there. Yes, but uh, also, I think that, like uh, like I said just now, the more you give attention to these things, the more it is going to linger around. The more you're going to attract Correct. it. Correct. That's true. Yeah. Mm. So don't think about it, and and a lot of. Um, People have make this uh, mistake. I'll tell you what: when they post up a picture, they already anticipate negative comments. Mm. Okay. On top of that, they will already anticipate it in their in their caption. Example: they'll put up a caption and they say, "Okay, be kind. Don't say any negative comments. Why are you introducing these ideas into people's heads? <laughs> mm. Like, don't say. Just focus on you." If you want to post up, make sure your intentions are right. You're posting up because it makes you happy. Mm. If you're posting up because yeah. you are seeking attention, or you are seeking approval yeah. from people, then the negative comments came for a reason, for a reason. Yeah. Because if you're authentic, mm. if you are, if you stay true to yourself, and you are not do, putting up a post to please anybody, Correct. rest assured, no negative comments will come to you. It will not come to you mm. because you are. You are coming from a place of. Uh, you are coming from a different place. You're not coming from a place of uh, people pleasing. You know, these yeah. things actually come into the picture to teach you something. The negativity. Mm. It comes to re- make you reflect on your intentions. If what is this? Am I doing it for the right intention? Or if you're doing it for the right intention, it may also come. But it's teaching you about uh, controlling yourself. Hmm. Huh? Yeah, because speaking a lot of, of yeah, yeah, you see. No, no, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, like a lot of these uh, negative people who you know they call it like all these uh, keyboard warriors, right? They yeah. actually lack attention, you know. 
So I will uh, I will just give you an example. I like to observe how keyboard warriors are on other people's page because they are not many on my page. So uh, there was mm. once uh, on Ariana Grande's page, uh, she was uh, mm. she posted different poses of the same outfit like uh, six times, six different yep. uh, pictures, and uh, someone said, "Gosh, this this is like the thirtieth time you're posting out the same outfit." Someone said that. Mm. The moment yeah. you get a negative comment, all her fans will be will bombard that person. That person actually likes attention, even if it's the wrong kind of attention, they like it. And you know what? Yeah. That is the only comment among the the thousands of comments that she got that she replied. They only want to get your attention. So why do you give them the attention? She replied, "Oh wow, there's an unfollow button. Uh, you can always unfollow." But the thing is, you know what that uh, negative person replied? "Oh my gosh, you replied. Yay, thank you." <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Mm, yeah. They are not going to reply if they have a lot of comments. They're not going to entertain a positive uh, comment. So what is the mm. other option? They put a negative comment there. Because they yeah. want the attention. This is psychological behavior. Mm. Yeah. That's a good point, huh? Yeah. Now, speaking of negative mm. comments, mm. Uh, I don't know whether you read this news. There's this uh, recently there was a 20 year old girl mm-hmm. who committed suicide mm. due to negative comments like cyber bullying. Mm-hmm. So what happened is she she was actually is a, a Malaysian Indian girl. She was dating a Bangladeshi, mm-hmm. and then she posted a picture of her lah and her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and then a lot of people posted things. That uh, oh she's dating a Bangladeshi blah 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 and all that and mm-hmm. then just like I think few weeks back uh, she committed suicide. So what mm-hmm. would you so with this being such a, a hot news uh, becoming viral recently, mm-hmm. what would you say to uh, people who who might undergo the situation uh, how they can uh, overcome it apart from whatever you've just said? Mm-hmm. Uh okay. Uh, I'm sure she has. Uh you know, like uh, being in that relationship or posted up about it and uh, uh, being fearful, I mean, sorry, fearless about it. So many people, they don't want to show who they're dating or they're so afraid of being themselves because of what people yeah. will say. So for the fact that she actually posted up about it, made it, uh, I, I feel like she was very genuine and she was really yeah. uh, being herself. Nothing but, okay, fearless. Hmm. But um, I think it's very important in this sense, uh, that you have supportive people around you okay yeah. especially when it comes to committing suicide the people around you is so important and uh, i'm not trying to point fingers here and saying who could have helped or prevent this situation eh? yeah. i'm not saying in that sense but in yeah. the sense that um, you must always uh, speak up how you feel okay if there's mm. something bothering you you don't have to get someone to find a solution for you. You don't have to find solutions. That is the main thing. You just got to get it off your chest. Mm. Because a lot of the times, people do things to themselves. Actually, not because... Um, you see, like, probably because of embarrassment. Embarrassment mm. or, oh my gosh, what would my uh, family think? Or what would that person think? It's because of fear. So sometimes, yeah. just by uh, expressing how you feel to a loved one or venting up to someone, will actually reduce 50% of the burden. And you will seem that, oh, actually, this problem is not really that big. I see. Yeah. And, uh, of course, that is on the the victim's uh, side. But on the other side, the person, the people who are constantly saying negative things and all that, you know, we are living in a world now that is free. I mean, you are free to date who you want. You know, saying yeah. negative things and putting others down, how is it going to make your life better in any way? Isn't it? They're yeah. not paying your bills. Yeah. yeah. So I think that one, that part, we really have to step up. We have to step up by not thinking that putting others down will make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I guess also upbringing. Uh, upbringing. Not brought up properly. Uh. Yeah. Exactly. So at least a slap was worth it. Uh. A slap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the rotan. Okay, now we've come mm. to the uh, to the last part of mm-hmm. the podcast. Now, mm-hmm. for every episode, I have this uh, last uh, segment. It's called mm-hmm. "Just Answer Lah." So I'll ask you really quick fire questions. Mm-hmm. It's either A or B. You mm-hmm. just uh, pick one. Uh, there's no right or wrong. Uh. 
Okay, assuming that you're not a doctor and you had to be one of these, would you be an actor or a singer? Singer. Uh, a country to migrate to? Mexico or Finland? Finland. Uh, you're not going to attend a concert? J-Lo or Beyonce? J-Lo. Give up drinking coffee or tea? Tea. Would you eat uh, chendol or ice kacang? Chendol. Go out on a date with Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth. Uniqlo or H&M? H&M. Estee Lauder or Lancome? Lancome. Oprah or Ellen DeGeneres? Ellen DeGeneres. A country, a country to travel to, Jordan or Tanzania? Uh, Tanzania. Okay, and ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our yes. episode four. <laughs> thank you so much, uh, Akka, aka thank Dr. Revadi. Thank you for having uh, me. Been, I really uh, enjoyed. No worries. Uh, and I also believe this is your first podcast. Yes, ever. it is. Yeah, this is uh, the reason why I started this is uh, podcast is very real uh, and uh, it's very deep. It's deeper than the regular online interviews. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's something that you can also look into in future. Yes, definitely. And yeah. uh, I like how spontaneous all of this is. And uh, for those who are listening to this, this is not prepared beforehand. I did not know any of the questions and we just went with the flow. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anything you want to plug in like... Uh, those who are listening to this podcast, uh, where can they find you? I know, obviously, on social media. Yeah. Anything you like to plug? Uh, no. Okay, very humble. Uh. No, <laughs> I need to plug. I got a uh, gadget. Uh, no one listening to this podcast. I got more followers than you. I, there's nothing I need to plug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much, okay. uh, Akka. Uh, I really you. had a great time and yes, I wish too. you all the best in your future. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.